0: I'm Brenna, a certified sex expert and sex coach who is passionate about human sexuality, female empowerment, and helping people develop the sex life of their dreams.
1: I'm Brian, certified relationship coach, eager to share my unique relationship experiences along with a rich history of sexuality to coach you through your personal journey.
0: And you're listening to Sex on Your Terms. You today, with a little bit different tone than we have in the past, and we will explain why as well as a topic we'll be discussing. Before we get to that today, though, I had a sex in the news that I really wanted to talk about. I think it'll be very interesting to talk about it from a male perspective versus female perspective. So Breaking news, Victoria's Secret is doing one of the biggest rebrandings of any company ever. So for those of you who have any familiarity with Victoria's Secret, it has always been about the angels, the wings, the glitter, the glam, the supermodels in teeny tiny outfits or very less than outfits, really. They have done everything from the fashion show that they do every year. What is it called? The Victoria's Secret fashion show.
1: Yeah, something like that. You know how I feel about this, Wilton. We'll get into it, but holy shit, it's about fucking time.
0: (laughs) So, this article is from the New York Times. It says, Victoria's Secret swaps angels for what women want. Will they buy it? Basically, the article talks about how Victoria's Secret has been floundering for a long time. It's stocks. It's everything. Basically, any metric of how a company can be successful, Victoria's Secret for almost the last decade has been trending downwards and how... For a very long time, the brand was based on what men want, what men fantasize about, and either women purchasing things for themselves to make their men in their lives happy, or men purchasing things for their wives as quote unquote gifts, but really it's gifts for themselves. Yeah, that whole concept and how it's just simply not working anymore. So what they've done is they have found real empowered women out in the world who are in a ton of different, a variety of different uh, fields. And they are going to be the new spokespeople for Victoria's Secret. They have everyone from an Olympic athlete to an Indian business person to you name it. I mean, it's a a range of people as well. It's not just models, although they do have the first ever size 14 model that was on the cover of Vogue. So it's body positive. It's female positive. And I would love to discuss with you what you think is going to happen when this shift happens. I, It's already started to happen, but where does this take Victoria's Secret and companies like it?
1: Well, you and it's funny because you and I have had this conversation. We had this conversation before. Probably, I mean, when you and I first met potentially three, four years ago at this point, I have some familiarity with this horrendous fucking fashion show that Victoria's Secret has put on all these years because I operated for my former company, a brand that, you know, the Victoria's Secret fashion show was one of the biggest days of the year in terms of sales. It, it resulted in one of the biggest sales days.
0: For the restaurants you managed. Yeah, for the
1: restaurant, for the restaurant that I managed. Uh, we built, I built six of them and it was a giant fucking day. I could never understand it. I I never could wrap my head around it. You know, I come from the adult entertainment industry. So the idea that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are going to pile into a bar restaurant to stare at hundreds of TVs and watch Victoria's Secret models with lingerie and wings on, it was just fucking mind-numbing to me. I just couldn't understand it. And the idea that... People or Victoria's Secret, the, the, you know, the the brain trust of Victoria's Secret all these years really believed that these size zero or one, you know, size one models were the norm. I don't even know where the fuck that comes from. I don't don't know how someone thinks that that's the standard.
0: Well, actually, Victoria's Secret wasn't about the size zero and two models. It was actually more so the curvier women, but they were obviously still perfect. And by curvier, I mean curvier in terms of the fashion world. I'm talking women like Tyra Banks. Hugely popular for the brand. Yeah,
1: for sure. There was a little bit less of that waif look, for sure. But it was still there were unrealistic expectations. And oh, of course. The, and the truth is, the women were not, you know, representative of. Women in normative life. And if you're, and you want women in normative life to buy your shit, which never made any sense to me.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm also going to make one argument though. I think Victoria's Secret has always been about the fantasy, right? There's a lot of lingerie companies out there, women focused companies out there that are about the real women out there and the you know you're the things you're going to wear day to day. To me Victoria's Secret has always been come buy our more expensive items because you're going to be able to create the fantasy for yourself. Yeah,
1: I'm calling bullshit because the truth is and we already know this statistically, that's not the fucking fantasy. The image of the Victoria's Secret model, while beautiful in its own way, is not the average guy's most you know, intense desire when it comes to physical beauty
0: anymore. I think that's because there's been a shift. I think that we have started to see far more variety in terms of what men are interested in, in terms of social media, in terms of marketing in general. I think that we've seen a pretty huge shift. And what's really interesting is the the first shift we saw was from Victoria's Secret supermodels to the Kardashians, right? Which were much more of this, you know, big bootied, uh, kind of exotic looking women. That was the the beauty standard for a long time and now within the last few years i think we've seen it shift again we see platforms like tiktok for example putting beautiful women who are not necessarily or who were not always considered the perfect beauty standard and all of a sudden they're becoming sex symbols
1: well okay but was it really a shift or was it because Social media, the internet, the you know, the media in general has—we finally got to the point where a lot of that was was coming to the forefront. Guys have always thought that I, you know, I I told you this a long time ago. I had a plan for just such a business, and back when I was in the adult entertainment business, and you know, the early '90s, people thought I was fucking crazy. Well, guess what? It's a trend now, and the truth of the matter is, I think it was always innate in guys. You know, you can go back to the you know, 17th century, 16th century, 15th century, with what women actually looked like and compare them to Victoria's Secret models, it could not be fucking more night and day. Listen, I'm just glad it's happening. I'm I'm going to say
0: something very anti-men right now that some people are probably going to shit on. I don't care. Fuck it. I think men are kind of stupid when it comes to- Kind of stupid? We're morons. (laughs) When it comes to allowing themselves to be influenced. Oh, we're morons. I I think men see images, they're told what should be attractive to them, and they buy into that. I, I believe that 100%. That's why I think we have seen such a shift over time because we've seen a shift in what is societally accepted acceptable for men to be attracted to now that doesn't mean in their own bedrooms they're not watching porn that's completely different than we know what is socially acceptable but they are not clicking and liking the instagram models that are not considered beautiful by standards of normal people out in the world
1: we know we how many times have we been contacted by a single guy who says oh this is really what i'm attracted to but the girls that i date typically aren't because that's what my friends think i should be dating how many fucking times have we heard that like in the last six months yeah it's it's constant so you're seeing people or dating people or otherwise in relationships with people who you're not intent you know particularly attracted to physically but you think because your friends find them attractive that's what you need to do fucking insane to me i'll never get it but
0: now there are sex symbols who are big women or who are not the beauters beauty standard lizzo is a perfect example of that lizzo is a large woman who is celebrated on such a high level for her sex appeal i think she really is the first one on her level and men fawn after that woman
1: well it's a level of i don't i honestly as you know i'm terrible at that shit i couldn't pick her out of a lineup but i i know the name obviously and i have an idea of what she looks like but the truth is, it's, it's not, and we talk about this all the time. Yes, appearance is important. Some level of complementary attractiveness between people is important. However, it's not the most important. I'm sure she's extremely confident. You know, I'm sure she's got just, you know, this kind of effervescence about her. And that's a lot of times what will, what will keep people attracted or get people to be attracted to you. So yeah, I, listen, the Victoria's Secret thing, before we get too far off track, I always thought it was fucking ridiculous. The The fashion show and the pomp and circumstance of all of it, I, I never got it, particularly because I had to deal with it on such a, a difficult level. To get prepared for that thing was fucking nightmarish. And now that this is happening, I find it amazing for so many reasons. Because the women who are buying that shit or were buying it... Are the everyday woman. I've been into a lot of Victoria's Secret stores. I've never seen a fucking Victoria's Secret model in one of them. Yeah. Not one fucking time.
0: Well, I also think back to my point of like creating the fantasy, I think there are brands out there doing a far better job of that. They're For sure. the very high end brands because now the fantasy is I want to drape myself in materials that feel amazing and I want things that are going to. Touch my body in all the right places so I look amazing when I'm naked or semi-naked with my partner. Uh, companies like Honey Burdette, I think, are a great example of that. Right. Victoria's Secret has just fallen so far behind, so it only makes sense for them to pivot and start appealing to the masses again.
1: Yeah, it's about fucking time. Snap out of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if once again, you know, COVID uh, stepped in and, and was like, hey, by the way, you're you're getting your ass kicked for the last ten years. Well, what do you, wait till this happens. You know, so you got to take a hard look at the books and go, OK, this isn't working. We need to pivot or we need to shut the fucking stores down. You know, I mean, that that's typically what happens in a situation like this. And I'm glad. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you me know? too.
0: So I hope to see them start to do some big, cool things.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, as mentioned, we are going to be doing something a little bit different today and likely going forward with the brand For as sure. well. For sure. So, Sex on Your Terms, I, I'm so glad that we've had the amazing conversations that we have had on this show. In fact, I think that there are multiple examples of conversations we had here that we hadn't yet had off of the show. Yeah. And it resulted in us talking more and more openly about certain things than we ever had before so it was actually very kind of cathartic on our end as well and we've gotten a lot of great feedback we so appreciate those who have been listening and who have been providing said feedback we want to do things a little bit differently with sex on your terms and I guess the main reason for that is because We love being in the lifestyle for the fun of it. We love the fact that this lifestyle brings us so much joy. It connects us as a couple. We obviously have amazing sex both with other people and with each other as a result of being non-monogamous. And we want to share some of that success and that joy with other people in a more practical way.
1: Yeah, I you know, sex on your terms. And we you and I have talked about this privately. I don't know that we ever mentioned it necessarily on the show. Well, FPS is certainly our baby from Port swingers, because it just it, it speaks to who we really are. Sex on your terms, for me was important, because as you mentioned, we had the opportunity to kind of pivot a little bit and talk about some things that maybe we have not spoken about with each other off recording, you know, and so it brought a lot of really, you know, important conversations for us to the forefront privately and personally, and we had a chance to really kind of look introspectively. However, we have decided that what makes the most sense for us is, you know, I don't not necessarily stay true to who we are, but to really get immersed into the space that we're in on our level. You know, sex on your terms is just that. Well, this is going to be on our terms. The bottom line is we want to help people in the space, right? We want to help people in the lifestyle. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, we're going to talk to you from a practical perspective. That's what this is all about. Practical knowledge trumps all other knowledge. And that's just the way it is. And we have a shitload of it for any number of reasons. You know, we're going to talk a little bit today about one of those things, which is guys, single guys particularly, or the seemingly single guy online and how and the interactions that we're having, because we have them with single guys. We have interactions with single guys as a couple, as individuals, and as heteronormative and non-heteronormative people. We have it all. And it is fucking mind numbing, some of the shit that we put up with.
0: Yeah. Isn't so we're the
1: truth? <laughs> it, so we're gonna and we're gonna talk about it. So the truth is we want to help you We want to help you in this space. We want to help you have better sex. We want to help you have more sex. We want to help you have sex with your partner. But more importantly, we want you and your partner to be able to have sex with other people successfully. Yes. That's what this is. So. You can take all the clinical nonsense out of it. You can talk about the reptile fucking brain all you want. You're going to do that with somebody else. We're not going to do that. (laughs) We're going to tell you what works and more importantly, what does not work in this space on a variety of topics because that's what we like to do.
0: Yeah, practical knowledge based on real life experiences. We at this point have had the opportunity to have a lot of amazing experiences And have gleaned a lot of lessons from it. And I I think one of the things that we've done very well in our lifestyle journey is we are the type of people that always want to learn from an an experience, whether it's a learning lesson because something totally was fucked up and we need to fix it or because it was amazing and we want to duplicate it and we want to share some of those things with you guys.
1: Yeah, the truth is, you know, we have been beating ourselves up, you and I, about continuing to educate ourselves, literally educating ourselves, getting certification after certification for a variety of different topics.
0: And I'm glad we did that.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, particularly related to sexuality and relationships. And and we have... Warn ourselves out with it. The truth is, none of what we have read and studied and been tested on has any fucking thing to do with how to get people laid in this space. (laughs) Right. Not a fucking drop of it. Literally, Very little, yeah. literally. And, and a lot of it has been complete horseshit. I, I remember you and I sitting in front of each other, we're on different laptops, you know, headphones in, and we just start laughing. Like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. You know, just randomly over stupid stuff. None of it makes sense. So here's the bottom line we're lifestyle people. We are ethically non monogamous. We are not heterosexual. We are bisexual, pansexual, we're all kinds of different things. We are in, we play in the poly space. We are in all facets of eth- So we interact with a lot of different people. And thanks to Front Porch Swingers and all the amazing people that we've come in contact with and come in contact with daily or hourly at this point, we have a lot of fucking perspective to share on what does and what does not work. We are going to share that with you. Yes. Everything else out the fucking window.
0: So today we wanted to start with the single guys and let's explain why. First of all, we deal with a lot of single guys. Holy shit, do we ever. I think this is probably our bread and butter in terms of being able to tell people what to do and what not to do because I would say at this point we're communicating with anywhere from 20 to 50 single guys per week trying to sift through. Oh, you're crazy. Each?
1: Are you kidding me? I got over 20 messages this morning.
0: Right, but you're not communicating with all of them. No, most
1: of them there's completely deleting. But in terms of contact, hundreds, hundreds a week Sure. between the two of us, easily. Yeah, it's batshit.
0: So my point is we deal with a lot of them and it is something that kind of has us shaking our heads because on one hand it's like we want the single guys to be successful. We we truly want single guys to be in this space and to be awesome in this we space do. because we benefit from it when they are. But the other side of it is when you are communicating with so many single guys and you're running into the same issues over and over again or you're seeing these horrible behavior patterns it definitely has you questioning what the hell you're doing as a couple in this space trying to deal with the single guys. Yes. So we want to earnestly help. We are going to specifically today talk about the first kind of interactions with single guys and how they can make sure that they are standing out in a good way, how they are digitally presenting themselves as solid people that are to be respected and appreciated. And we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who do listen to Front Horse Swingers... Pay close attention because single guy tip of the week is going to take on a life of its own here very soon. So more about that later, but it is, it is paramount that we get this right with the single guys in yes. this space.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, and the, I think the main reason is I think that it's not just quote unquote lifestyle guys. And that's also something I want to talk about. Lifestyle guys versus just single random dudes. Cause they are two very different things in my absolutely. mind, right? But
1: they can both learn.
0: Of course, absolutely, and I think a single guy can easily become a serious lifestyle guy – acting the right way, and gaining the right experiences. There's a lot of single guys out there that see lifestyle couples as easy targets, right? They don't necessarily want to take a woman on a date and potentially multiple dates before they get laid and go through that whole song and dance. They see lifestyle couples, hot wife couples, cuckold couples as easy ways to get their foot in the door and have sex quicker, right?
1: Or more frequently at least, or potentially.
0: For sure. So (laughs) they are guys that a lot of times have zero experience or knowledge of this space, which I think obviously needs to be fixed as well before they're actually getting on these profiles. Yeah. But I just want to say they're two very different things. They're,
1: yeah, there's a, there's a lot of issues in this space, particularly as it pertains to single men in the lifestyle, okay? Lifestyle guys particularly are who I'm talking about right now. Single guys in normative life are out of their fucking minds anyway. They don't know what they're doing. They never have, which is largely why many of them are single. But in the space... It's much worse, in, in my opinion, because and I guess maybe I, I, I'm somewhat biased because you and I genuinely live in this in this sphere. But when it comes to the lack of awareness of single guys in the lifestyle space or those attempting to get into it, it is maddening to me. It, it is absolutely mad. Now, that is whether the guy is presenting as straight, bisexual, pansexual. It doesn't matter. Gay, yeah. I don't give a fuck. They're all out of their minds. I mean... The, <laughs> Not the, all. The, uh, no, it's you and I said this earlier. It's the 95-5 rule. I talk about that a lot. 5% of the guys that we interact with have their shit together. It's the 95 that are fucking it up for the other 5%.
0: Okay, so that being said, how many... What percentage of the 95% do you think can honestly become solid lifestylers by putting things in place like what we're going to talk about today and learning and having experiences?
1: 25 Twenty five percent.
0: Oh, that's actually a pretty good number. Yeah, I
1: think twenty-five percent of them have the capacity to listen, learn, and implement. Okay. I think the other seventy five percent are complete waste of time.
0: So basically today we're talking to that twenty-five percent.
1: Essentially, yeah, I think I think so. I think the five percent, I think there is five percent that have it down. I think so I think those guys are genuine. We know them. We hang out with them, they're our lifelong friends. Those guys are who we want to interact with, and who most people in our situation, in our relationship, and relationship like ours, want to interact with. That ninety-five percent is off the chart, fucking just baddie. And I think we could pull twenty-five percent of those guys and really tune them up, and hone them, and let them become a portion of that five percent. That's the key. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so let's start by asking the major question. You think you want to get into the lifestyle as a single guy. You think you want to interact with lifestyle couples. Why?
1: Yeah, why do you want to be in this space? What has led you to this? You're presumably, uh, let's just say 21 and over. You have decided this is the path for you. Why is that the case? Is it because you are woefully fucking incompetent as a single human being and you've done poorly? in the in the monogamous world, and you don't have your shit together? Or is it because over the course of relationship experience, you have determined that you are not built for monogamy, you you enjoy the company of multiple people, you like the the idea that you can bring pleasure to potentially a couple, and to multiple folks, you like the group uh, activities, you like the community kind of concept. If that's your goal, then you're the guy we're talking to.
0: Yeah, I also think you have kind of a third camp of men, which are those that enjoy dating, enjoy flirting, enjoy sex, but they earnestly don't have the time or energy for a relationship. Or interest. Whether it's because they're traveling constantly. That's a big one. A lot of the single guys I've played with have been guys that travel constantly for work and therefore having a legitimate, serious relationship, even if it's non-monogamous, is really difficult.
1: Well, or you were someone who was potentially, you know, in your 30s or 40s or 50s and you had uh, a relationship history, you were maybe married for a number of years and you've had some kids and that relationship simply didn't last for any number of reasons, one of which is potentially deep down, you're a non-monogamous person. And that happens. We, we know a lot of guys like that, and they're very successful in this space because they have a very different perspective. But the guys I'm not talking to are the ones that think they're going to get into this space because they have done very poorly in their social lives on their own and think this is an easy way for me to get laid. I'm not talking to you. You're never going to fucking get it. It's so true. Your selfishness is going to keep you from being successful in this space. So what I would say to you guys is take a real hard look in the fucking mirror, figure out what you're doing wrong, read a book, figure it the fuck out, and get your shit together. But don't think you're going to get into this space and interact with couples or people's significant others and behave that way.
0: Well, I have different advice for those specific guys, the ones that are inept in getting other women to want to have sex with them. I think it's time to like do some real self-work, you know, yeah. whether it's you need to start working out, not saying it's a body thing, but maybe it's a body image thing, maybe it's an issue of not being able to communicate well. I I thoroughly believe that there's a lot of guys out there that could benefit from some therapy, whether it's because they don't have the best view of women or of themselves or of the world at large. They come into this space very bitter and feeling entitled to certain things. So I think that. If you're in that boat where you're just not having success with women, you're moving through the world just hoping that something happens because you're horny or because you're bored or whatever, that's the time to really do some self-reflection and figure your shit out.
1: Yeah, hope is not a key to success. For me, and I don't want to beat these guys up too much that are not capable of being in this space because we know there's a lot of them. The bottom line is you have to become more self-aware. The idea that you think that you, as you said, that you are entitled to a partner, that you're entitled to someone being interested in you or entitled to someone being attracted to you comes from an absolute lack of self-awareness and self-reflection and understanding. If you're having that problem in normative life, in other words, if you're a single person, you have never even thought about being ethically non-monogamous, you're trying to date and you're having a just no luck with it at all, you know the common denominator in the, is probably you. you. You need to take a hard look at that. So yeah, I think that's the, that's the biggest issue. So going back to what we were originally t- were talking about, step one is why do you want to get into this space?
0: So you're in it for the right reasons. You are somebody who wants to enjoy variety in your sex life, who is respectful in your views towards having sex with other people. And you also are not doing this because you're not having success in your single life. And so now you are at the next step. As far as we're concerned, you've hit the plateau, you can move on to step two, which is trying to decide how the hell you're gonna meet people. And that can be a complicated question because I think that there are a lot of outlets out there. I mean, we're inundated with options on how to connect with people digitally at this point in our lives. And partially that's amazing because you have a lot of opportunity and partially it can be really fucking confusing. So I think even solid awesome guys sometimes have a really hard time deciphering where it makes sense for them to be connecting with other people and where maybe it doesn't.
1: Well, sure, because typically like the really solid players in this space in terms of the single guys, they're... They're coming from a world of monogamy. You know, they, they tasted success in relationships, potentially in their former life, let's call it, but now they want to move into ethical non-monogamy and into this this space. They're probably not interacting with people in this world, so they don't know where to begin.
0: Well, they're also familiar with platforms that are not specifically built for non-monogamy, like Tinder, like Bumble. Not that we don't use those things to find single guys from time to time, but the likelihood of successfully finding a respectful man, especially, who understands this space and who wants to be with a hot wife couple, a cuckolders couple, a third in an MFM, etc., is slim to none on a site like Tinder.
1: I agree. And the truth of the matter is... You and I, I mean, I don't even know at this point how many different platforms we're on. It's a full-time job trying to keep up with that shit. And a lot of times I just can't do it. So I'm a couple of days out at minimum on a lot of it. And it just builds up and then it becomes overwhelming. And, you know, you know what happens at that point. I'm just deleting, deleting, deleting. So the problem is for single guys, as I see it, there isn't really an avenue for them other than shows like ours, you know, From Poor Swingers and that kind of thing, where you can start to get a little bit of insight into what it is you should or shouldn't be doing. But the problem has been, in my opinion, which is why we're doing this right now, there hasn't been a, a significant measurable amount of time or information provided for these guys. And, and what happens is... We get bent out of shape about it, right? Couples get pissed off. We do it all the time. Oh, these guys just don't get it or, you know, they don't understand. Should, they don't belong in this space. No one's really taken the time to lay it the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, there's all of this, hey, don't do this, don't do that. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. That's not how you do that. But there's no path to it. There's no roadmap that anyone's providing for these guys.
0: Well, that's why we're doing it. That's why we're
1: here. Yeah, so you can't <laughs> hold them accountable, right? It's like anything else. You can't get mad at someone for not knowing. Now, I can get mad at you for not asking, right? And then there's some basics. Consent, of course, is never a, a conversation we even we should ever even have to have. That's a That should be just a fucking given. You don't have permission. You don't fucking take it. You don't touch it. You don't do anything. That's just normal, right? So we expect that from people. But the the intricacies of what it takes to really navigate this space properly and successfully, no one's laying that out for these guys, not in a cogent way.
0: Well, let's start. Okay. So where should you be meeting people? First things first, number one rule of thumb, don't use the fucking free sites. Okay, if there are free sites, they are full of bots, of scammers, of people looking to get money from you. Often what you'll find is quote unquote, hot wives are getting on these sites and then they're shooting out their links for things, right? So they'll start a conversation with a single guy. They'll say, come see me here. And then they're expecting you to pay to get through to a link to hang out with them. That is very often what you're going to see on those BS free sites. Free is free for a reason because it's not good. Yeah,
1: listen, I say this, you've heard me say this a million times. There is no value in free. If something is free, you are very likely to be... Uh, getting yourself in a space that simply isn't genuine. Also guys, when you're when you're looking at these sites and I, and I get the excitement, right? You're you're new to the to the sphere of ethical nonmonogamy. You're just dipping your toe in. You've built your first profile and you got your bio and your pictures are right or at least you think they are and you're you're getting excited because now you're getting attention. People are reaching out to you. Pay attention to the attention you're getting. Is what someone is sending you is it written it properly? Does it make grammatical sense? Because if someone is just sending you a paragraph that's poorly written, it you know, punctuation, all that little stuff, chances are it's computer generated or it's someone from an- another country sending this shit to you, trying to get your information or trying to send you their OnlyFans link or whatever it's not genuine.
0: Yeah you do kind of have to do a little bit of detective work especially if you're using those BS free sites because a lot of times what you'll see for example is like in their description they'll describe themselves as a redhead and then all of their photos are of a brunette. Yeah. Those types of things or in their body description they'll say something like 120 pounds and then the pictures are of a much larger a much smaller woman. Right. Those types of things you just have to pay attention to because that's how you get scammed and that's how you get cat fish and all those other horrible things i do think a good way to avoid that the majority of the time is to use a legitimate lifestyle site and the one you should be using is based largely on geographics based on where you're currently located you're going to have more luck on some than on others Um, but just in general most of those lifestyle sites have some sort of a verification process for example you're sending in a photo of your id or you're holding up a piece of paper with the date on it to show that it is legitimate and you're not a fake all of those different types of things. And on those sites you can also tell if somebody is verified or if they are not and of course it makes more sense to be actively communicating with the people who are verified to avoid the scams.
1: Yeah, and to yourself become a verified member. The truth is, you can get on a lot of these sites and there is limited access in terms of it being, you know, free and that kind of thing, but if you want access to all the goodies, you're going to have to pay. And while I get it, oh, they're you know they just nickel and dime in me. They just want my money. Yes, they do. These are not for profit businesses. <laughs> right. But the bottom line is you no get- No charity here. No, you get what you pay for and you pay for what you get, just like anything else in life. So if you need to actually invest the time and the money to determine which one works for you. Like you said, most sites don't buy into the bullshit. They're regional. You're going to get better success with various sites, depending on what part of the country you live in or what part of the world you live in, for that matter. Choose the one that makes the most sense and do some research. You can very quickly find out which ones have a number of people in your area. But when you do that, pay attention to how many people in your area are verified
0: and active. That's the other thing. Most of these sites will show you when the last time that this person logged in. There's a lot of sites out there that are old, antiquated sites, and they say that they have a ridiculous number of users, and maybe even when you get on, you're seeing a lot of people in your area, but if you actually pay attention to the last time they logged in, it's like two years ago or nine months ago or something like that. If someone hasn't been logged in in the last 30 days, it basically means they're not using that site anymore.
1: Right, and if you, you we're not going to talk about all the sites. There's just entirely too many of them to go into detail if you guys want to know that stuff reach out to us we'll tell you which ones make more sense depending on where you are if we can we'll give you the information that we have available to us just shoot us an email but the bottom line is you've got to do your due diligence you know pay attention as you just mentioned activity is the most important how active has this person have or how active has have these people been is key and you can see that on a lot of them the verification and activity are very important particularly when you're trying to determine which site makes the most sense for your area.
0: Yeah. The other thing I hate is that there's a lot of older sites that have lifetime memberships. Yeah, it's a nightmare. So once again, it looks like they have this insane list of people that are available for you to talk to and connect with. And that's BS. Maybe they haven't even been in the lifestyle in the last five years, but they have a lifetime membership. So they just keep it open. It just doesn't matter. Maybe they'll come back to it one day or they just completely forgot about it altogether. Yeah, it it
1: does. Yeah. Stay away from that stuff. Pay attention to the, the sites that make the most sense. You want to be able to get as much analytical information out of it as you can. just like anything else. You want to be able to have that information of activity, uh, whether they're verified, how to get verified, what is that verification process, and are there a number of people in my area, enough at least for it to make sense for
0: me. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about bios, because this is my thing.
1: This is where shit goes south quick.
0: (laughs) Okay, Pictures are very important and we'll talk about that, but bios to me are the most important thing. And I will tell you, 9 out of 10 guys, even on the legitimate sites, don't have a bio filled out. Right. What that tells me is one of two things. Either you are super fucking lazy and that is going to result in horrible sex in the bedroom anyway, so why would I bother? or you don't know what to say. You haven't honestly determined who you are as a lifestyle gentleman. You either don't have experience or you don't know how to articulate said experience. And either way, it's a major red flag.
1: Yeah, listen, here's the bottom line. And I'll, I'll be straight up with guys. Whether you are straight or not, I don't care if you're bi, pan, non-binary, I don't care. If you are going to put on a pro- put a profile on a site, particularly if you're taking our advice and you're going to pay for it, and you don't fill it out, you're wasting your fucking time. No one gives a shit about that profile. No one. I will literally, I cannot tell you how many of those I get a day. Yeah. I simply delete them, I disregard them.
0: Same. I, I think serious people, serious lifestylers see a completely empty bio and they're like, next. They yeah, just pass right the fuck they over it. They
1: know you're full of shit. And let me say that I'll go I'll take it a step further. If you do that and you do a you have no picture and no information in your bio and you send out a message, I don't care how well written the message is. It doesn't matter whether it's sup, yo, like the usual bullshit we get, or if you have laid out something eloquent. If there is no picture and no info in your bio, no one is taking you seriously. You will literally get no interaction. I I will delete you instantly.
0: Yeah. And I do think from speaking to some single guys that fall into that category of having nothing on their profiles, a lot of times what happens is they sign up and then they're like, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to revisit this at some point. And then they just never do, but they do get on there and want to reach out to people. And it's like, no, you really have to think of this as like fucking color by numbers. Step one is you fill out your entire profile. You do all of the information on there as much as humanly possible. The other thing too is there's a lot of single guys that are like, I'm not getting reached out to by the right people, people who are actually interested in me and what I bring to the table. And then you look at their profile and it's like, well, no shit. You have nothing on there. It's completely generic.
1: Well, I say this to we've talked to a lot of single guys, obviously, in what we do, which is why we're doing what we're doing currently. The truth is, I liken this to you walking into a bar or restaurant with a paper bag over your head. (laughs) <laughs> right this is what happens you walk in you stand at the bar no one can see you you have no personality no expression on your face nothing and you expect people to talk to you yes. and you expect people to interact with you and you expect people to want to engage with you no one's doing that you're just gonna throw you out
0: okay so then you have kind of a BS profile on there right and the, some of the worst ones I've seen and it happens so often so if this is you listen up okay The number one thing that I hate seeing in bios is I'm really bad about talking about myself. I really don't know what to even say here then why are you on the site? Don't yeah. say things like that. Be way more interesting than that.
1: Well, that's a window into why you're fucking single and why you're doing what you're doing. And that tells me instantly that you are completely unsuccessful as a single person in the in the monogamous world. And now you trying to get into this space tells me that because of how you've laid out your bio, you think that you're just going to show up and people are going to throw tits and ass and pussy at you. Yeah. That, that's what you think is going to happen. <laughs> And that's not going to happen, okay? It's not. In fact, you're going to get just abused, essentially, and completely ignored. The other thing that drives me crazy about bios, and I get this all the time from single guys that I'm looking to interact with, when you have questions like, what do you do? What are you into? I literally had a guy send me yesterday. He reached out to me, no picture, and his bio was filled out with, for example, what do you do? I'm awesome. What do you like to do? Being, I like to be awesome. I, I shit you not. It was just awesome, 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 right down the entire bio. That's just douche. Listen, you're an asshole. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't care how awesome you think you are. You're not. You're not, and you're not funny. That shit's not funny. So we're not. I'm not interested. I instantly don't bother with you. And this is, of course, the same guy who, after I just wiped out his messages, I didn't block him right away. Sent me a follow-up message like two hours later with, are you not interested? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not interested. Not only don't I know what you look like, total stranger, I know nothing about you. Yeah. You know, no, I'm not interested at all. You're too stupid to be on this site. Click. You're deleted.
0: Yeah. The other thing I can't stand is the super generic information. Things like, I've only been in the area for a little while or I really like to go out and eat, like things like that, yeah. that don't make you interesting. I always tell people, if you want to have an impressive bio, think of the reasons that your friends like being around you. Now, if you don't have any friends, that's well, a that's, problem yeah, in <laughs>
1: that's, that's my next point. A lot of these guys are clearly not in a, lo- a large circle. And here's the thing, guys, let me just throw this out there. If you're a single dude, and you're trying to attract, let's say, women, for example, or you're a single dude and you're trying to attract men or whatever. If you're not in a group of friends in which you have gals that actually like you or some form of female in your life other than your mother, potentially, who actually likes you as a person, or if you're a guy looking to, you know, meet other men, if you don't have other men in your life who are are like-minded, that's potentially a problem. Because people don't necessarily gravitate towards you from those spaces. Now you can do something about that, certainly. And and a lot of times guys finally realize, hey, I I want to get involved in the in the space of you know meeting other men. This is kind of where I think my path is. Don't think just like a dude. You can't just think like a dude. That that's not going to get this done.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I also think that I mean it doesn't really matter whether it's male or female. If it's a transgender female, for example, that oh, you're seeking out or yeah. that you're potentially going to interact with. I mean, if you've never had a conversation with a transgender woman, you should really do that. You should understand the perspective of the people that you will be potentially interacting with. And I think that there's an insane amount of education that comes along with that. Crazy. Just a a more enlightened perspective in general. So I, I think in general, just surrounding yourself with a more varied group of friends can be insanely helpful when you're looking to be non-monogamous.
1: We just experienced this. Literally just experienced this very thing. A couple, particularly the male portion of a seemingly heteronormative couple, had no idea how to talk to a transgendered woman. Yes. Completely lost, Had didn't have words, stumbling over himself, just simply couldn't get around it. Had no idea how to do it. Not to say that that's necessarily something everyone has to be an expert in, but you know, you're going to be in this space. You're going to run into a lot of different types of people from all walks of life and all different gender identifications and all different types of sexuality and relationship dynamics. You should be a little bit more comfortable being around those people and not just pigeonhole yourself. Be prepared to be in the company of different people other than yourself, people that are not exactly like you.
0: Yes. So along those same lines, ask your friends some of the things that make you unique if you don't know what it is. I know that that sounds so silly, but I honestly think that there's value in that. Ask them what it is about your personality that stands out or some of the value that you bring to the table socially and put that in your bio. Whether it's that something super humorous you do, a super interesting hobby, something that makes you unique. Because if you don't stand out, the reality is, we've talked about this a bajillion times in tons of different formats, if you don't don't stand out and have something that makes you unique, you will get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And your bio needs to reflect that uniqueness.
1: You absolutely will. And here's the other thing, guys. Nowadays, there's a lot of fucking information out there. There's a lot of it. You can research it. At the very least, if it's your last ditch effort, there's a lot of folks in our space, in the podcast space, in the sex positivity space, that will likely answer your questions. If you're legitimate, if you come to people correctly and say, hey... I'm a single guy. This is my story. This is why I want to do this. Can you help me? Would you lead me in the right direction? Give me the first five steps of what I should be doing. You'll be amazed at how many people will genuinely help you out. Yeah. Don't be dumb and just throw shit up against the wall and hope it sticks.
0: I say all the time, words are important. And that's why we're talking so much about the bio. So let's talk a little bit more about what types of things should be in a bio and what absolutely should not and how you should be framing them?
1: Well, let me tell you this. Regardless of what information you put in there, the first thing that should not be in your bio is poor grammar. Oh, so your true. Your diction and your grammar should be 100%. Learn how to use the words there and your. Figure that out. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it, it. I know I'm probably just being fucking picky and anal,
0: no, but it I don't drives think, me crazy. I don't think you are. I think that that speaks to just like everything on a profile. If I can tell that you didn't put the time and thought into your bio because you're using improper grammar, it shows me that you don't have the effort to put into other things, or at least it, it hints at that. Well,
1: and let me say this, and whether this is fair or not, it is absolutely 100% emphatically true. As a single guy, particularly in the lifestyle space, if you are positioning yourself as a heteronormative guy looking to maybe get into the hot wife space or at least to play with couples, you are, like it or not, going to be held to very different standards than, let's say, other couples and certainly single women. So any little thing that stands out in your bio, in your profile, in your pictures, anything that doesn't seem legitimate or conscientious, is going to be met with ire. No one wants to see it from single guys. They want you to be on your game.
0: Yes. Yeah, and you should be. You should want to be on your game. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, well, you have to be because you are in a large pool. You got. There's a lot of single guys that want to get in this space. We talk about this all the time. You got to fucking stand out. Yep. Do not be the status quo.
0: And allow your bio to do that via the words that you're using. Use proper grammar. I'm always impressed when people throw in a few words that aren't the norm. You know, something that shows that you actually maybe read books. Or... Yeah, a whole four-syllable
1: <laughs> word. Throw it out there. Don't be scared.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So as far as profiles go, I think one of the other things we have to talk about is photos. Oh,
1: 100 Fuck yeah. Absolutely.
0: I have seen the gamut in terms of photos. I have seen everything from, well, you've already mentioned it, zero photos whatsoever, which is horrible. But I would say even worse than no photos are horrible photos. For example, super blurry selfies, uh, pictures from yards and yards away where it's basically just a silhouette of a person, all of those types of things that have zero ability for me to understand if I'm attracted to you or not.
1: Well, let me just say this before we go any further. You got the worst picture I've ever seen this morning.
0: (laughs) Well, that wasn't on a bio, but I think that it brings up a really important point, which is the background of the photo is almost as important as the foreground at least it is to me so for example if you send a cock pick <sighs> and in the background is a toilet with urine in it yeah no i am literally never going to fuck
1: you yeah first of all you're a fucking moron for doing that okay i don't listen i don't care i don't care that you're in a small bathroom first of all why are you in the bathroom number taking a picture of your cock number one get out of step out of the bathroom Okay, you're in your I don't care where you are. Step out of the bathroom. If you are in the bathroom, throw a fucking towel over the toilet. I don't care what you do. Flush it, first of all. And then throw a towel over it. Do something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's obviously a very kind of isolated incident. But once again, it points to a larger issue. If you have clutter in the background, if you have garbage on your floor, if you are taking a picture next to something that is less than sexy, for example, uh, a dirty t-shirt on your floor. Your dirty socks
1: on the floor. You're
0: in your kitchen and there's a dirty pan on the stove in the background. Like none of those things are sexy. You really need to consider those things when you're putting out a profile picture.
1: Well, to your point, though, this picture was not on his profile. He sent this to you after you and he had been corresponding. So he actually did a few things right and got to the point where you are okay with him sending you a, you know, not safe for work pick, let's call it. So he had a couple of the steps down and then we have a misstep. And that one misstep just makes you go, nope delete. Like, you can't do it.
0: Well, and that often happens when I'm scrolling through bios as well. I'm on a profile and it's like the first six pictures are really great. And then I see one that's just such a train wreck yeah. photo. Yeah. So they're all important. My point is it doesn't matter how many photos you have on there. They all need to be solid photos. Yeah. They also should not all be of your cock. So I'm on a kink website and it's very common on bios, on profiles to see 12 photos of somebody's cock and zero pictures of their body, of their face, of anything interesting. It's a kink website. Why are you not putting up some sort of a kink related photo, etc.
1: Yeah. And while we're on this subject, before we get to what you should do with these photos, I'm speaking now to the guys who are interested in meeting other men for example maybe you're bisexual or pansexual or whatever the case don't think that because you're interacting with other men presumably that all we want to see is your cock yes okay because that's not the case right if that's all you're bringing to the table you may as well not show up i am i personally do not respond to it because that tells me a couple of things about you just like a bio with no picture that tells me that you're lacking some confidence you're lazy, and you have no idea what you're doing. If you're opening up with a cockpick, well, first of all, if you're on a site that allows that, get off of it. Secondly, if that's what you're, if that's your opener, like, or if you send that as the first picture with sup or hey. I'm done with you instantly, but if that's all you've got, that tells me that you don't have any substance. There is no depth to you. I can't sit and have a drink with you and talk to you and have a conversation with you because you think that this is okay.
0: Yeah, you think it's the most important part of who you are, which it absolutely should not be. Yeah,
1: because if you want me to get near your cock, you're going to have to do a little bit more work than that.
0: Right, exactly. I mean,
1: you just do. Uh, You just have to. So take the initial steps.
0: Okay, so let's talk about some of the photos you absolutely should have on your profile. First sure. of all, the legitimate sites have a spot for you to do private photos. Yes. And I personally think that's where your cock picks belong. Yes. I think if you want to showcase those things, if you're potentially wanting to interact with a size queen, somebody who's really interested in the size of your cock, save that for the private messages where you can shoot off the album to specific people. Yes. And rather than just having your cock all over a profile, I personally find it a little bit tacky.
1: Well, it's also a little strange that that guys and I get this a lot because I'm um, you know, I interact with a lot of men. They think that that's the go-to. Like, they assume that I'm the, I'm on this site only to see what your cock looks like. And that's going to be the determining factor as to whether or not I meet you. See, the problem with a, with a cock is that it's attached to other shit. <laughs> Typically, it's attached to somebody's head. And out of that head comes words. <laughs> right. So if if what you're saying to me is just ridiculous, I don't care what your cock looks like. Picasso could have painted the fucking thing. I'm not interested.
0: Yeah. You know, so save the cock for the private albums or for shooting them off individually. The actual photos I want to see. First of all, I want to see your freaking face. I understand that some people need discretion and some people have very, you know, private business lives, for example, or they require privacy because of their business lives. I get that. But there should be somewhere on there that I can access a face pick, especially if we connect with each other and I decide that there's interest.
1: Yeah, let me stop you right there because I 100% agree with you, but I'm going to say this for all of you guys listening. If you are telling me that you are single You are not attached. You're a free spirit. If that is true, I need to see your face at some point. No questions asked. Yes. There is no reason that a single 20, 30, 40 something year old on a private, on a paid site cannot show me your face. I'm not buying it.
0: I agree. And make sure that it's a good face picture. Make sure it's in good lighting. Make sure you're actually putting in the effort to look good in the picture. It's recent. If you have facial hair, it needs to be well-groomed. Just because you have a beard does not mean you let that shit grow like the fucking forest. You need to condition it. You need to brush it. It needs to look nice. And I mean, there's many reasons for that. But the obvious one should be if you have a huge face full of facial hair and it looks... Fucking prickly and horrible. I'm not gonna want to kiss you. I'm certainly not gonna want you to go down on me.
1: Well, also, if you do have facial hair in the picture, but you have shaved it, and you haven't updated your picture, that's a problem. I've walked into a place to meet someone and didn't recognize them because it wasn't the same fucking guy. Yeah. You know, it was the same guy, but it it was, but it didn't look like the same guy, and not even close. So, if you're gonna do something like that, you need to, you know, let people know. Hey, my bio, my, you know, my profile picture. It's about six months old. I've shaved my facial hair. I just haven't updated the picture. This is what I look like now. You got to take those steps. You've got to be proactive.
0: You should also have a body picture of some sort on there I'm not saying a naked body picture I would actually prefer to see you clothed. what are you going to look like when I show up to meet you at a bar or a restaurant and once again make sure that it's well put together you shouldn't be in a dirty t-shirt you shouldn't be in your nasty gym shorts I personally really hate when people put gym photos on and I know that you probably feel a little bit differently about this than I do I know you want to seem like you're super fit and you take care of yourself that's great I don't want to see you fucking sweaty I want to see well put together
1: i i don't have a problem with the gym photo necessarily it really just depends on what you're doing in the photo if you put that photo up with the intention of letting me know that you're an athletic you know fitness inclined person then i'm totally fine with the gym picture um it doesn't wear me out that you're that you're doing that i don't need five of them
0: do you need a gym picture along with a well put together photo
1: oh i need more than that so i want to know first of all personality in your pictures guys that's the key right if you are a live music person, a picture of you at a live music venue, if you're a fitness person, that's fine. You're jogging, you're, you're, you're climbing a rock, or you're taking part in some kind of a obstacle course race, whatever. Something that lets people know that you're athletic, totally cool with me. Also, something that shows us that you can dress yourself properly for a night out, right? Date ready, as I refer to it. You know, A nice clean button-down shirt or a collared shirt, something that lets us know what you might show up in. You know, that, that's what I'm looking for. And then just goofy pictures are always fun. Maybe the picture is being taken with a friend. If you're looking to involve yourself in the world of meeting couples or females maybe a picture with a female friend or I don't love that (laughs) I do I I like it because that tells me that another female actually is willing to take a picture with you
0: yeah I get that I just sometimes think that they're usually ex-girlfriends and you're probably not asking their permission to put it up I guess I just have no way of knowing but I understand what you're saying too
1: listen I am taking for granted that you're an intelligent enough person to get the consent from people to use those pictures just like you're going to need to have consent for everything in this space sure so if you haven't done that shame on you but if you have consent for from the person in the picture, or the people in the picture, that's totally fine. I've also seen where guys will put up a picture, they're clearly with someone who appears to be a female, and their face is blurred out. Totally fine. Also, I don't need to see her, I just want to know that other people genuinely like being around you.
0: I think it's just a good rule of thumb to make sure that you're the only one in the photo. That's simply my perspective on it. I think the only reason for that, especially when you start getting into you're posting a picture of like a group of guys, if I have to question who you are in the group, that's also an issue. Well,
1: if you're going to put up a picture of you with a group of other guys, you need to have a solo picture so that we can pull you out of it and know, oh, that's who he is and he's got friends. I'm totally fine with those things. It lets you know a couple of things about a person. They have people in their lives that care about them. They are capable of being social and they get the fact that the other people want to know that they're liked by other people. No issue with that at all. But I want to see at least, if depending on how many pictures you're permitted to have, one of each of those categories. For me, if, that's, if it's re- remotely possible to put that many pictures up, I want your solo picture, completely dressed, obviously, looking good, hair combed, shaved, you know, the whole nine yards. A picture of you doing something that you're interested in, potentially kind of a fun photo if you're at the beach or on a boat or whatever, and maybe a picture of you with other people that lets us know that you have friends and that you're a liked person. Outside of that, that's all I require.
0: I want quality photos. I honestly could care less what's in the photo itself beyond the face pick, as long as it's a quality photo, good lighting. So I actually know what I'm looking at. There is no question what is in the photo. There is no dirty background. Those are the things that I care about. And those are the things I pay very close attention to. Like if you're, if you're putting up 10 pictures and they're all horrible lighting, I'm like, yeah, you're not taking this seriously. Well,
1: context is important too. The other thing is though, when people put up pictures like that, it gives me the opportunity to have something to talk to them about. Oh, hey, I noticed that you work out. That's awesome. You're, you're, you're fitness oriented. What do you like to do? It, it starts a little bit of a conversation. At least you can create a little bit of a dialogue, particularly when you're first interacting with someone. And that will give me the opportunity to kind of see what your personality is like. Because if you first of all, if you reach out to me with one word, we're done anyway. But at least if you reach out and you say something that makes some sense, and then I see a picture of you in the gym or on the beach or whatever, I can say, hey, great photo. I'm a beach guy, too. Love being in the sun. It gives me something to to go with. And then their reaction to what I have said will give me an indication of just how serious they are about communicating. So here's the deal, guys. We've given you some information about what you should be thinking in terms of putting together your profile. In fact, what you should be thinking about, if you're interested in getting into this space and into the the lifestyle and the world of ethical non-monogamy, here's the thing. There's a lot of information. We are nowhere near done. We have a lot to offer. We are absolutely going to continue, hopefully, giving you the information and the tools you need to be successful in this space, i.e. to get you laid more often and to be liked and, and, and responded to in this space, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Lots more to come, no question about that. We're here to help.
0: Yes. And in addition to that, keep in mind, we love doing one on one or two on two or two on one coaching via our Sex on Your Terms platform. That's what it's all about. So if you want more individualized help on your profile, deciding on your photos, how to communicate with people digitally to make sure that you're getting the attention that you want, we definitely want to speak with you. We have free consultative calls via sexonyourterms.com. So head on over there today, schedule with us so that we can make sure that we're giving you all of the personalized information that you need.
1: Yeah. And listen, guys, here's the deal. We are people from practicality. We are practical people. We live in this space. We have immersed ourselves in it and we are champions of the single guy. The deck is stacked against you in the space of ethical non-monogamy, in the lifestyle sphere. It just is, like it or not, accept it or not, that's just the way it is. We are earnestly here to help. There are a lot of people that will consider themselves experts and fucking gurus in this space. Do not believe that for a second. What you need is practical knowledge, not all the bullshit scientific research. Things that actually work, that will help you move the needle that will get you interest from the people you want to be engaged with. That's what we're here to talk to you about. And that's what we're going to be talking to you about.
0: Yes. Again, schedule with us at sexonyourterms.com. We hope that you'll follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at sexonyourterms. You can also shoot us a direct message via email at sexonyourterms at gmail.com. And until next time, we hope you enjoy Sex on Your Terms.